jump right into the message. Matthew chapter 25 tonight. And the Lord kind of laid this message on my heart while I was reading one of the passages that in our Bible reading in Exodus we were reading. It kind of reminded me of another message I preached quite a while ago. And uh, kind of use some of that, but I, there's some things I want us to look at tonight that I think will be really good, especially on a week like or a service like tonight. We're going to have our business meeting and just kind of uh, basically uh, I'm going to be giving an account to you all tonight of what we've been doing with the finances here at the church. And giving a, an account is something that we see a lot in the Bible, and we're going to look at several of these passages. And just a reminder, you know, all these passages too. These parables and things, they are basically a reminder to us and talking about us giving an account to God at Christ's return. When He comes back, of course, we're going to all stand before Him and we're going to give an account of the things that we have. And God's going to look and see how we handle the things that we have. And we're going to see in these passages just how God deals with His stewards and with His servants. And... I believe that these things they are applicable across the board. And as a church, I want us to kind of maybe take an inventory and ask ourselves, are we basically using everything we have? Are we using everything that God has given us? And so we're going to read a familiar passage of Scripture here. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 13. It says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto the one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping without us not sown, and gathering without us not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, that at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, it's kind of a scary story that we see right there. And I understand that this passage and many of the passages that I'm going to be looking at tonight are talking about the coming of Christ. When we give an account 
for what we've done in our lives at the coming of Christ. But one thing that we do see in these passages is really just what God expects from us as stewards, just how God judges things. And I believe that as a church, we ought we need to tonight, I guess you could say, is ask ourselves, are we using everything that God has given us? Because we notice in these stories how you know the guy with the five talents, he used every one of those five talents, didn't he? he used all of them. He didn't use four of them, he didn't use three, he used all of them, and God gave him five more. And then same thing with the three. He used all three of them. And he got three more. And then you got the one that did not use the one that he had, and he lost it, and it was given not to the one with the three talents, but it was given to the one with the five talents. The one who used the most, the one who used everything he had, and I believe that God wants us to use everything that we have here. You know, it's it's easy for us to say, you know, I sure would like it if we had, you know, more people here. It'd be sure be nice if we had more ministries in this church, if we, you know, had more of this and more of that. We could talk about that all day long. But tonight I want to ask, are we using everything we have right now? Because the truth is God has given us quite a bit here at Liberty Baptist Church. I mean the Lord has you know blessed us with this great building that we have. And we need we ought to be using it. All of it. You know, I mean, of course it'd be nicer to have a bigger building. I mean, it'd be great if we had, you know, a bigger platform so we could have a big choir up here. But you know, in the meantime, we still have room for a small choir up here, don't we? Hey, we had Pastor Castle's choir here one time. And they sang for us, didn't they? We have room for that. So really until you know, we are willing to have a choir of eight people, why should we ask for the choir of thirty, forty, fifty people? You know, it'd be nice if we, you know, we had more classrooms and things, but until we use the ones we have, we really don't have any business asking for more until we're using every one of them. It'd be nice to have a bigger auditorium, but until all these pews are being used, I don't think we really have any business asking for that. We need to, we need to be making sure if we're going to ask for more, we use everything that God has given us. If you want more, you have to use what you have. We see that in this passage. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. If we're not going to use, if we don't use what we have here, well, we're in danger of losing it, aren't we? Where do you see that right here in this passage? That if we're not using what we have, you know, there might be somebody out there that would use this place in a better way than we are. You know, there's people out there that have started churches with far less. There's people out there all the time that start churches in their homes. And they, hey, you're pretty limited to what you can do in a house most of the time. But you know what? They go in there and they use everything they've got. And God blesses and He expands and they do greater things. And we, we, that's what God wants from us. He wants us just to be using everything that we have. And are we are we doing that? You know, are we maxing out our potential here right now? Are we using everything that God has given us? Are you doing that in your own life? Are you, you know, when it comes to your finances, are you using everything you had in the way that God wants you to? You know, we all talk, like to talk about how well I sure would like it if I was a millionaire and I could give more money to the church. Well, why don't we start by just giving the ten percent of what you have? And maybe if you did that, God would expand that so you could do even more. 
Until then, I don't see why God should bless you with millions when you're not faithful with hundreds. And we see that that's the way God judges things and that's what God expects from us. And if you want more, you've got to use what you have. You know, whatever, whatever it is, it belongs to God. Whatever your talents are, not money talents, but your, your talents, your gifts, your abilities. We'd all like to be more talented. You know, we'd like, you know, I, I always wanted to be a better singer than I am. And I've always used my singing for the glory of God. I've been hoping one of these days it's gonna just, something's gonna happen in my voice and it's gonna change and improve and everybody's gonna want to hear me sing. And it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, I'm still gonna use the ability that I do have. Maybe the Lord will bless my gifts in another area. I don't know, but I do know if I don't use it, God could take it away from me. And I don't want, I don't want to work with less. I'd like to work with more, so I've got to use everything that I have. Also, we see, go to Luke chapter 16, verse 1. So if you want more, you have to use what you have. People, a lot of times, they like to talk about how little they have. Oh, I'm not very talented. I don't have very much money. You know, I don't have this. I don't have that. But are you using what you have? Because that's how God's going to judge. He said the same thing to the guy with the three talents as he did with the five talents. Said, well done, good and faithful servant. I believe if the person with the one talent would have used their one talent, he'd have said the same thing to him that he said to the guy with three and the five. But he didn't use what he had, and you've, so you've got to use what you have if you want more. As a church, if we want more, if we want a bigger building, if we want, you know, if we want more people, if we want more ministries, we've got to use everything we've got here. If we want more workers, you know, we pray, Lord, send the laborers. But you know, we need to make sure that all of us are laboring like we're supposed to first. And then if the Lord sees that, then He'll send us what we need. But a lot of times, laborers around, they're just kind of in hiding, I guess you could say. But, uh, but also, also, we need to be able to give an account for what we have. Luke 16, verse 1 says, And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest no longer be steward. Notice how he asked this man to give an account of thy stewardship. I need you to show me right now what have you been doing with my money? What have you been doing with what I gave you, what I've entrusted with you? And we need to ask ourselves that question right now is right now, what are we doing with what God's given us, it, we ought to be able to give an account. You know, tonight I'm going to you know give you some papers and things, and I'm I'm giving an account of what we've been doing with the finances here at the church. I ought to be able to do that. I mean, people are you're giving your tithes and offerings. You know, it belongs to God, and we ought to be able to give an account of what we're doing. Are we using our money? In a, in a wise way, we've had the meetings and things here before. We just kind of we talk about where our money's going. I'm gonna, you know, we're going to show you where you know this is where our money's going. Are we using this in the best way? You know, there's all kinds of you know things that we'd like to buy around here, but you know might you know they're probably more just for fun, you know, than actual necessities and things. And you know, I'm all all for buying fun stuff every now and then, but we got to ask ourselves a question. You know, are we being good stewards with it? Are we neglecting things that need to be done that are of greater importance? And we need to give an account. And right, I mean, we don't know what hour the Lord's going to come, but one of these days, we are going to stand before Him and we're going to need to give an account. 
of our stewardship. And I believe we should always be ready to give account. What have you been doing with your money? Now, I'm not, you, know, you don't have to give an account to me. I'm not going to do that. But you know, I mean, if, if the Lord came to you right now and He was to audit you and say, alright, show me where your money's going. You know, a lot of people can't do that. People, they don't keep good track these days. I mean, they're just kind of crazy and reckless with their spending. And it's pretty sad. You know, we, when we were younger, we didn't do a good job budgeting things and keeping track. And, you know, finally, you know, we started doing that and we were like, boy, you know, how, you know, where was all our money going before? And the truth is, we couldn't tell you because we weren't doing a real good job keeping track of everything. We weren't real good stewards with what God had given us. And after we started budgeting things and paying attention, we started doing a lot better with less money than we had before. And and truth is, basically all we did was we started keeping track of where all our money was going. That was pretty much it. And you would be surprised how big a difference it makes. And it's amazing how many people, you know, they have no idea. What are you doing with your money? What are you doing with your time? A lot of people, I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to go to church. I don't have time to get involved. I don't have time to serve. Well, you know what? Why don't you give an account of your time? And the truth is, if we were to, if we were to maybe write out what we did with our time in this last week, you know, how much time did we just completely waste? Doing absolutely nothing of any importance. And as a church, we need to be able to give an account for what we have. What are we using? You know, what are we doing with the people that God has given us? What are we doing with the building? What are we doing with the finances and the tithes and the offerings? What are we doing with these things? We've got to, we need to be ready to give an account. And are we, are we doing good? Are we doing what we think would please God? Are we being wise? With what God has blessed us with, see we our, ourselves. One of these days, Romans, go to Romans fourteen verse twelve. Let me read a couple passages in Romans. Romans fourteen and verse twelve says, "So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Every one of us, we're all going to give an account of ourselves to God. And when I think of that account, all right, when you, when you think of that, you know, God, we're going to stand before God." And I don't know all the questions that he's going to ask, but he's going to he's going to maybe ask questions like, you know, what did you do? What were you doing with your time? Why didn't you serve me more? Well, Lord, I didn't have time. Okay, give an account of that time. Well, you know, Lord, I had all these TV shows that I was really into, and you know, some of them just happened to fall during church service times, and I I couldn't miss them. I had to find out what was going to happen, and Lord, I feel that that was, you know. I feel that was okay. I feel I need to relax sometimes. You know, it's, if we were honest, that's what we'd be saying. You know, hey, why didn't you? Why didn't you give dimensions? Why didn't you, you know, give your tithes and offerings? Well, Lord, you know, I had, I needed that. I either had to buy, you know, just that plain vehicle or that hot rod, and you know, I felt I deserved the hot rod. The person on the commercial said, you know, get the car that you deserve. And I felt that I deserved that car. And I know I wasn't able to be a blessing to anybody as a result of it. You think that's going to work? We're going to give an account of ourselves. We're going to give an account of our life. And I think it's important that we're able to give an account right now where we're not going to be embarrassed. I mean, a lot of us right now, I mean, we would probably be pretty embarrassed if the whole world 
could see, or even just this whole church, if we could see where all our money's going and where we're spending all our time. If the Lord showed up in church today and He said, "All right, tonight, you know, we're talking about giving an account, and you know, I'm going to show you all whatever He's doing." All right, here's Brother Lonnie. Here's a breakdown of his schedule of over the last week, and he spent, you know, 52 out of however many hours in the week watching television. <laughs> He's, you know, he spent 10 hours a day sleeping. You know, you know, just I mean, we'd all probably be pretty embarrassed, wouldn't we? And you know. One of these days, we're going to give an account of our life. Here's where his money went. Okay, <laughs> half of it went to the lottery, and he wonders why he's broke. <laughs> you know, I mean, things, we would be humiliated, and most of us probably wouldn't want that to happen right now. But the truth is, we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when we're going to stand before God. So we ought to be ready right now. Am I using what God has given me right now? Because here's the thing. While tonight we're mostly focusing on right now and on earth and maybe these next few years, when we give an account before God, it's going to affect eternity. And so we really ought to be concerned about that. And where we are in the present right now, I mean, that may be you know where you are right now in your spiritual life. Might be exactly where you are when you stand before God. We can't plan on getting right in the future and getting our act together in the future. We don't know if we have time. And we need to be ready to do that at any time. I mean, just like, I mean, can you imagine? Just this week, I got a call from, it was from Springfield, and they said, I forgot what all they were from, but um, IRS was in there. And I got scared for a second. I was like, what are they calling me for? And it was just some paperwork we had to do for this building with the tax exempt stuff. And I'd sent some stuff in. They just needed a little more information. But it scared me at first. I mean, we'd all be scared to death if they showed up and they're like, give an account of all your money. You know, and are we ready for that? <laughs> you know, and as scared as we are on that, we ought to be a lot more scared about giving an account before God. And we need to be we need to be able to do that. We need to be ready for it. Romans chapter twelve verse one says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God." Okay, we see we're supposed to present our bodies a living sacrifice. That's just that's our reasonable service. As a Christian, to present our bodies a living sacrifice, and you know the truth is, many people, if we were to present ourselves to God and present our our bodies to God, well, we've already destroyed what God's given us. We've not done. I mean, just uh, many. You know, I was talking. I think I was talking about this morning, maybe in Sunday school a little bit, or in the morning service. You know, a lot of people think it's my body, I get my life. I can do what I want. But you know, you go get burnt out on drugs, you're not going to be able to present. Much to Christ, are you? You go and you destroy your flesh with the things of this world, with the alcohol and all the drugs and things that are out there. You get that in your life. What are you going to have to present to God as a result of that? We ought to be able, you know, we ought to want to be able to present something good to God, and that's just our reasonable service. The truth is, talk about this one. We really don't have anything. Everything that we have, everything we do, it belongs to God. Including your possessions and your family. And we saw that with Job. You know, the Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, it's okay for and it's okay for you to enjoy what God has given you. But we need to remember that God should be enjoying them when He wants to. Okay, remember, because we're just stewards. God is letting us. He's letting us use this body. Okay, God, He gave us the families that we have. He's letting us use them. He lets us enjoy them, but they are His. We are supposed to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He gave them to us. And while we do get to enjoy them, and while they are a great blessing, we have no business, we have no right saying, you know what, it's my family, it's my life, I'm going to go do what I want to do with them. No, it's it belongs to God. They were created for His pleasure, and we need to use them for His pleasure. And I, while it might be more pleasurable for me and for my family to go and you know do something fun on Sunday instead of going to church, God wants them in His house on Sunday. And you know what? They're not mine. This isn't my life. This isn't just my family. God's letting me use them. They belong to Him. And so I'm going to be where He wants me to be. I'm going to take them where God wants them because that's my responsibility as a steward of God. And so we get to enjoy them. It would be just like if you, if you know, somebody had a hot rod car that they let me borrow. Talked about that this morning. It's not my car. I want to take care of it. But you know, hey, you can use it. You can take it wherever you need to. You can use it for your transportation. And boy, that'd be fun. I would enjoy that. That would be a lot of fun. And you know, the truth is, when somebody lets you just use something of theirs, but it really belongs to them, like you know, like a car or a house or something. The truth is, if something breaks down, it's their responsibility to take care of, isn't it? And sometimes that's kind of liberating. You know, now we own a house, and so now it's like, man, if something conks out, we're in trouble. You know, we you know we got to pay for it. We got to get it fixed. But when we when we were renting a house, if something messed up. Not our problem, you know. The landlord got to take care of it as long as we weren't abusing things and and destroying it. And and sometimes that was kind of liberating. But the truth is, everything we have belongs to God. And as long as we're using it the way He wants us to, as long as we're not abusing what God has given us, hey, if something happens, if you've got a need that needs taken care of, okay, God's going to have to take care of that. God's going to have to provide for that need. If you're wondering how you're going to feed your family, well, hey, that's really God's family. And if you're using them and if you're keeping them in the will of God and using them to please God, God's going to have to take care of you, isn't He? That's right. And so we need to keep that in mind. And they belong to God. We can still enjoy them. But we've got to make sure that God's able to enjoy them when He wants to. So also, we need to be using what God has given us in the way that He wants us to use it. And when it comes to this church, this place that God has given us, we need to use it in the way that God would want us to use it. And we talked about you know having a, a bigger platform, so you know I have room for the you know more room for the choir and stuff like that. If we get it someday, I know how we can make more room in here. The church that I went to when I got saved, it's not a Baptist church anymore. But a while back, I was I was in that area and I was driving by there and I noticed a bunch of people were there. The doors were open. They were working on it. I stopped in there. wanted to stop in and take a look at it. I hadn't been there since I was a kid. And I went in there and on the platform, they, they had a big drum set and stuff up there. And you know, you never would have had it. They wouldn't have had room for that before. But you know what they did? They took out that back wall and the baptistry and everything. And it made a lot more room. And I'm sure nobody's getting saved, so they don't need to baptize anybody at that church. But you know, we could do that. You know, we could get rid of this wall. Get rid. 
people don't want to, you know, we don't need to get people wet. You know, you don't have to get baptized to go to heaven. So, you know, I mean, I know God wants us to. I know it's about being obedient, but you know, we can get more room that way, right? Well, listen, this is God's building. It doesn't belong to us, and you know, I don't think He would appreciate it if we got rid of the baptistry just so we could have room for our rock band up here. This is His place. We can't just do whatever we want to do with it. We've got to be using this place the way God would want us to use it. Go over to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 42. Matthew 24 and verse 42. It says, "...watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come." But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what, in the, what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant when his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We see that if that guy gets out of line, if he's, you know, Lord, he's not coming anytime soon, and he starts just doing whatever he wants to do, he starts abusing what doesn't belong to him, what really belongs to God, he's going to come when he's not expecting it, and he's going to be in big trouble. And that's why, folks, we can't, we can't compromise around here. We can't compromise with the things of the world. We've talked about there's things that we could do that would get us a bigger crowd around here. There are things that we could do that would make us more popular and make people like us better. But, not just this building, but this church, this assembly, the people of the church, we belong to God. And so we don't get to start taking what God has given us and misuse it for our own selfish carnal purposes. Okay, This piano... It belongs to the Lord. We don't need to take that piano and start playing honky-tonk music on it just because people like it better. It's not ours. We can't do that with it. And when, just like when you borrow something to somebody else's, maybe you've done it before, you know, just don't do anything in it that I wouldn't do. You know, If you borrow my car, don't go out to eat at the bar or drink it at the bar and have it parked out there. People might see it and think it's mine and you're going to make me look bad. You know, don't don't do anything I wouldn't do. You know, don't go you know driving like a maniac and you know giving a bad testimony. And you know, there's uh, you know the Harvest Time Church here in town. They've all got those bumper stickers that the people in that church have. And it's like, man, I, I don't know if that's a good idea sometimes because you know what if <laughs> what if you get something like that with our church on it and people are out there acting like idiots on the road. I, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen anybody with those bumper stickers do that yet. But I thought, man, I'd be kind, I'd be kind of nervous. Doing something like that, but we what we uh, we've got to make sure that we use things the way God wants them because they belong to Him. We can't compromise. We've got to be faithful in season, out of season. Second Timothy chapter four and verse one says, "I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word, 
be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine, but will after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of the evangelists. Make full proof of thy ministry. Do you all think we're living in a time like that right now? Where they don't endure sound doctrine? They can't endure it? Hey, we talked about that a little before church. You know, Folks, they get in these churches for a long time where they're not preaching the Word. And they get out and they get in one that is. And they're not used to it anymore. And it's a shock to them. I mean, it's amazing how I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm a mean preacher. I really don't. I mean, you know, maybe it's because I listen to a lot of mean preachers. As you might call them that, but I don't think I'm mean. I'm pretty nice on how I come across. But you know, I've had many people that have visited this church that you know, I'm like, wow, you know, you just really kind of tell it how it is. You know, and it's like, well, I'm not. I, you know, and and you know, they're not. They say it almost like you know. And you're kind of pushing it a little bit there, you know. But I don't think I do that. But you know, you watch some of these preachers that are out there nowadays. I can see why they think that. You know, oh, you're just so wonderful. You're so great. You just go be yourself. You just go follow your heart. God loves you. God thinks you're great. You're so wonderful. And then you know they hear me and you're a dirty rotten sinner. So I, you know, I guess I can see where that comes from. But. We see here that in God's Word, He said, be instant in season, out of season. And I know it's out of season right now to preach the Word of God like we're supposed to, but we're supposed to be instant, aren't we? Right. We're supposed to keep on doing it and it's going to scare people off. We're not going to be real popular, but you know what? This place belongs to God. This is God's church. This is God. This voice that I have is the one that God gave me and I'm supposed to say the words only that He would want me to say. I'm supposed to, God, God has given me this opportunity to preach. It's God that gave me this opportunity to pastor this church. And I have to preach the things that He wants me to preach. And it won't always be popular. And, you know, I'm like anybody else. I want people to like me. You know, I wouldn't mind thousands screaming my name. No, I don't want, I don't want that. But, but, hey, we all, we all like, we all like attention, don't we? Let's just, let's just be honest. But you know, we can't ever compromise to get it. We can't, we cannot do it, and we're not going to do that. God has, God's been good to us, and God's given me a voice, and I need to use it for Him. And if I don't, He could take it away from me. He could take it away. I heard, I was watching a video, and I don't know if this is true or not, and I, you know, I don't know this firsthand. This is just something I heard, okay? And it might be true, I haven't looked into it. But many of the people that have translated the Bibles, you know, done new translations for the Bible, have lost their ability to speak. I haven't looked into that, but I heard that. And I was like, wow. Kind of makes sense. It sounds like something God should do to people that are going to mess with His Word. And I heard that. I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not ever going to get involved in any Bible translating projects. I'd be in trouble if I didn't learn how to speak. You know, my kids sometimes, you know, when they get out of control, you know, and I, you know, I'll be in the bedroom or something, and you just get mad, and it would be really annoying if I had to, like, get up and, you know, go out there and do it. I like to just be able to yell sometimes, <laughs> and I'd just be sitting there stewing, and it'd be bad. You know, but and especially in church, I can't imagine not being able to preach and not being able to to use my voice. And I need to be careful. If I don't use it. God could take it away. It's His anyway. But then lastly, we need to make sure that we're working to get more 
you know, we ought, it's okay for us to want more here at Liberty Baptist Church, but it should be our desire to get more just so we can do more for God. And, and go to Exodus chapter 10. This is what I was reading this week that the Lord really spoke to me about or reminded me of a message I did a long time ago on this subject. But Exodus chapter 10 verse 24 says, And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be stayed, let your little ones also go with you. When Moses, if you remember, when the plagues were coming, you know Pharaoh would say, "Fine, you know you can go, but only the men can go. And fine, you can go, but you got to leave some things behind." And he was always kind of trying to make compromises with them. And then I like what Moses said, in verse twenty-five: "Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us." There shall not an hoof be left behind, for thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God, and we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. You know what Moses was saying? I don't know what God's going to ask of us when we get out of Egypt, but we're going to make sure we take everything we have so we're ready to give God whatever it is that He wants. He didn't want to take everything they had just so they could have more and so they could, you know, to be greedy and consume it all in their own lust. He said, we're taking everything we have so we'll be able to give God what He wants. And that ought to be our attitude. Whatever we have, it belongs to God. We're not going to get rid of anything. We're not going to, we're not going to waste our life. We're not going to, I mean, that, that's, a, this is a great attitude. Usually when I preach this, it's to young people and to kids. You know, while you're in school, learn everything you can. Everything you can. I hate this math. I'm never going to use it. Well, what if God calls you to be a math teacher? Now, I don't want to learn English. You know, wait, what if God wants you to be? What if God wants you to be a writer? You don't know. I don't want to learn another language. Hey, what if God wants you to be a missionary to another foreign country? While you have the ability to do those things, you ought to do every bit of them because you don't know what God's going to call you to do. Most people don't know. You know, when they're a child or even a teenager, we don't know. And the truth is, even now as an adult, you don't know what God has for you down the road. I don't need to study my Bible that much. It's not like I'm the pastor. I don't have to get up and preach. And I'm not a Sunday school teacher. Well, what if God calls you to be a Sunday school teacher later? You need to be. You need to know your Bible. He might ask you to do that. He might call you to do that. So just in case, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna learn all I can. I'm gonna get every talent I can because I don't know what God's gonna. Asked me to do, and it's amazing in my own life the things that I've been taught and the things I've learned over the years, and just different ministries that I was involved in. That that wasn't even necessarily what I was looking to do or go into. And then you know later on, something that I learned when I was younger played into what I'm doing now. Just since I've been pastoring this church, a lot of things that I did, a lot of the ministries I was involved in when I was at Lighthouse, it seemed like a lot of those ministries I was in was things I just kind of got thrust into maybe because somebody left the church and quit or something and I kind of had to fill in the gap. And it wasn't really what I was looking to do or wanting to do. But you know, now looking back, I'm glad I did those things because it's helped me here. Oh, I don't want to do you know, I don't want to be a choir director. I don't want to ever I don't want to direct a choir or anything like that. That's not what I want to be. Well, you know what? God knew someday that it would be a while before I have a song leader in church. And yeah, I need to learn how to do those things. I wasn't looking totally stupid when I'm up here. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that I learned in the past that God knew someday I was going to need it, and so I'm glad I got some stuff. And you know, looking back, I wish I'd have got a few more things. You know, I wish I'd have. 
And I think we all could say that, you know, look back at a lot of the time that we wasted while we were younger. So I wish I would have gotten a little more for the Lord during that time, but we, you know, wasted some of what we had. But we need, that ought to be our desire here at Liberty Baptist Church. We want more here just so we can do more for God. Just so we have, so we have more to give God. And you know, you ought to have a burden for God to do something here at Liberty Baptist Church. If you don't have a burden, you need to pray that God will give you a burden. And if God gives you a burden to see something going here at Liberty Baptist Church, then you're probably the one that God wants to do that ministry. Many people, Pastor, you know, we ought to have this in the church. You know, we need this ministry. We need to do that. It's like, I agree. But I can't do it right now. How about you? Oh, no, no, there's no, I can never do that. You sure? You really feel the Lord wants us to have this? If you're the one He's given the burden to, you're probably the one that's supposed to be doing it. You're probably the one that God wants doing that. And oh, I don't have any burdens. Well, then you pray that God gives you a burden. Because you ought to have a burden. And I hope this week in your own life that you'll think about, you know, hey, am I using everything I have? For God in my life, we all want more. Are you using what you have as a church? We need to ask ourselves tonight. You know, are we using everything we have in a good way, in a way that honors God? I mean, are we just letting things go to waste? We can't do that. I don't want God to take what He's given us and give it to someone else. I would rather, Lord, give what somebody else had to us. That's what I would rather do. I would rather do that. So we've got to use what we have, and we see that God always multiplies it, and God will multiply what we have. And there, the day will, you know, if, if we use everything we have now, if everybody that we have here now, I mean, will just get involved and do their part and do what God has called them to do. You know, the day will come where we're going to be looking around in here and saying, you know, we don't fit. We need, we need more room. Our Sunday school classrooms are too full. We need more Sunday school classrooms. We need more space. And I believe when that time comes, that the Lord will give us what we need. Listen, there's churches in this area that I've been kind of eyeballing, you know, the buildings and stuff. It's like, well, I wouldn't mind that building. They're not doing much there right now. <laughs> and I look at that and it's like, man, you know, something, I'd love to get, but you know what, right now, God's not going to give it to us now. We're not ready for it. You know, we're we're not we're not ready for it. And so my philosophy is, you know, let's get ready for it. Let's max out what we have here, and then if we're using everything we have, then God can give us God will give us more. Every one of those classrooms downstairs, we ought to be using every one of these pews. We ought to be we ought to be using them every week. And I believe that God will multiply what we have. And so with that, I want us to stand together.